Hey there, everyone. So do you ever get tired of the same old ways of seeing things? Do you ever get the urge to cut through the world of everyday surface appearances and look for the light that's rare in the depths? Well, then maybe, just maybe, the wisdom of podcast is for you. Because in this podcast, we explore great works of philosophy and literature and art and try to pull out of them what's most invigorating and interesting and inspiring. Whether they come from the works of Plato, or Dostoevsky, or Picasso, here we explore ideas that move mountains and rock the soul. So come join us, won't you? Come worship at the altar of ideas and come celebrate the dancing of thought. And don't be afraid of the leaping sparks as you can be certain of one thing, they will kindle the light inside of you. Welcome to the wisdom of, coming up today, Courage. The one that uh, we live on is one big, terrifying ball, or so they would have you believe. And if any sort of information can be trusted these days, we actually have listeners in most corners of the world. Three out of four, I think. So I'm not sure if this will make any sense to anyone if you're not Canadian. Actually, okay, I should specify Canadians of a of a certain vintage. But there was a, a Canadian rock and roll combo called the Tragically Hip. It's it's hard to fully and completely convey how how massively popular they were in Canada. Well, having fame in other countries, their fame in other countries was directly in proportion to how many Canadians had migrated to those locales. A totally, totally trustworthy website that I found this morning told me that they are, in fact, the best-selling Canadian artists in Canada of all time. But then this very same website started a downloading a virus to my computer that, that told me a $500 Google Play card is the only thing stopping the IRS from arresting me and that, yes, they are, in fact, on their way. They never did come, those IRS fellows, so now I'm stuck with the uh, stupid gift card that I went on and bought, so maybe take this website with a grain of salt. Put it this way. For Canadians, it felt like there were, there were kind of three peaks. Hockey, Tim Hortons, and the hip. And not necessarily in that order. These guys, they had, a, they had a hit song called Courage. Now, the thing about Courage, uh, the concept, not the song, is that you can never have it without fear. And then when it came, when it came to this band, the uh, no fear brand notwithstanding, whatever they were trying to sell me, when it came to this band, the tragic game, I did have fear. 
See, my opinion on this band was now sit down. This is a bold. It's, this is a, a scorching hot take. My take was that they were all right. They were not bad, but I would never have the courage to say that at least without the, the good old anonymity that the internet would proffer. If I was like surrounded by a, a swarm of shirtless, beer-chugging Gordies, Waynes, and Bobbies, I would join in with their woo-hoos of tragically hip exaltation. Conversely, if I was hanging out with uh, the painfully hip uh, Jean-Vieve Delacour, who loved to spend her days debating the relative merits of uh, various Stereolab side projects, if I were to admit in front of her to sort of liking something so um, so mainstream, that would just be deathly embarrassing. So in both regards, I kept my mouth shut. Well, except for the woohoo exaltation. I guess that's not keeping my mouth shut. But here's the thing. Now I'm older and nominally wiser. And now I can admit things that I, I never had the courage to do before. Here it goes. I think the Tragically Hip is okay. That's a big relief. Another thing that I think is that the earth is flat. So please, join me everyone. Have courage. As my flat earth friends, or actually friend, I only have the one, as he is fond of saying is, the only thing we have to fear is sphere itself. It's really good. So, courage everyone. Wow, that was as convoluted as always, and uh, probably understood by nobody, not even Canadians. Okay, anyway, so on to uh, better and brighter days. Okay, so I hope all is well with everybody. Well, so in this episode, I thought I'd reflect a bit on, well, courage. Not the song, but the concept. So, what is courage? Well, so there are obviously many forms of it, but the one that probably leaps to mind first is heroic and uh, physical courage, right? And of course, we see we see discussions of this in the ancient Greek philosophers like uh, like Plato and Aristotle, and not surprisingly, they both find the ideal locus of courage in war. Theirs is a time when when warrior and hero are synonyms. In other words, for them, courage is battlefield courage. It's the courage not to be afraid of death. As uh, Plato says, courage is to prefer death to defeat in battle or slavery. And um, there's also something else that plays a, a large role or motivating force in their heroic conception of courage. And that is shame. You see, for them, there's, there's real shame at being thought a coward. And this, of course, is the result of the, of the social arrangements of the time. That's to say, their society made people feel shame at ever being thought a physical coward. Shame was felt when you, when you looked like a coward in the eyes of others. So, in a way, you could say that courage was inextricably linked to something like social honor. So important was fear of shame and the love of honor that, that even life doesn't stand in the way of it. 
Okay. Now you might think that this sort of heroic courage, because it has this um, this physical and martial quality, that it's uh, it's brainless or impulsive or something. But no, far from it. Certainly, for for Aristotle, courage is nothing like impulsive action. For him, courage is is not being rash or foolhardy or brainless. I mean. Let's consider an example here. So, uh, speaking of war, imagine someone who, who doesn't think twice about attacking an entire invading army on his donkey wielding a sword made of wood. Is, um, is he courageous? Absolutely not, according to Aristotle. And part of the reason for this is because to display seemingly courageous action by, by attacking 10,000 soldiers on your donkey is really to act without any fear. But for Aristotle, fear is necessary for courage. Someone who isn't afraid at all just isn't brave or courageous. Nope, what they are is they're, they're unthoughtful or impulsive or just altogether crazy. And um, here's the thing. They're not admirable either. In other words, their action is not a virtue. It's not a, a laudable character trait or action. And it's not a virtue because, well, because it's, it's wildly excessive or extreme. It's a bloated, disfigured overconfidence that masks itself as courage. Really, at the end of the day, for Aristotle, genuine courage is not fearing too much, which of course would be cowardice, but nor is it, like I said, having no fear at all, which is just recklessness. It's actually somewhere right in between these. What it is, is a mean between excess and deficiency, between too much and too little. It's knowing what to fear and how much to fear, and then to go on to act appropriately in that context. Oh, and um, since we're on the topic of uh, heroic or physical courage, we might want to keep something else in mind as well. It's actually an important question, or problem even. It's this. Is this sort of courage courage regardless of the purpose or cause in which it's displayed? I mean, think about fighting in a war. If you're a soldier knowingly fighting for a, a really bad cause, can you be courageous? Can uh, Nazi soldiers be courageous? Or should we deny that there's anything virtuous in evil? Or um, what about this one? A question uh, Bill Maher got fired for actually back in 2001. What about the suicide hijackers who destroyed the World Trade Center? Were they courageous in, in carrying out their plot? Does the fact that they acted on a, on a cause that was morally repugnant, does that mean that what they did wasn't courageous? In other words, does courage have to be aligned with, with virtuous action? And so, and so there's no courage without virtuous action. Or if courage works with the force of evil, is that still courage, but, but a different kind of courage? Or is courage basically morally neutral? It's um, not that straightforward, is it? 
But um, anyway, so let's move on. So I've talked quite a bit about a heroic or physical courage, but that's obviously not the only kind of courage. Courage is not always uh, being a Spartan soldier or, um, or Hector facing Achilles. There are other forms it takes. I mean, for example, what about, well, let's call them moral and psychological courage. That's to say, what about taking a stand that you know is unpopular and likely to hurt you? Like, um, like, you know, Rosa Parks taking that seat. Or, uh, how about Tank Man, that unidentified Chinese individual who stood in front of all those tanks at Tiananmen Square? Or, um, speaking of psychological courage, what about someone who faces serious ordeals with, with a kind of stoic equanimity and even cheerfulness? Like, uh, for example, Socrates, who, in sacrificing his life for, for higher principles, did so with a calm and a serenity hardly ever seen before. Or what about the late Christopher Hitchens? Who, who continued to educate and lift spirits despite dealing with his terminal disease. But what about just everyday acts of courage? Quiet courage. You know, acts that might not blow us away or get our attention like big heroic acts do, or acts of a supreme moral and psychological strength. I mean... How about a child walking for the first time, and then falling, and then getting up to try again? How about the first time you put your head under the water? How about intimately opening yourself up to another person? How about leaving your home for the first time? How about trying to live up to your potential? What about trying to be truly creative, to do something that, that no one's done before? How about the courage of facing old age? The point here is that really we're called upon to be courageous at each new stage of our life. Because each new stage is, well, it's new and unexplored territory. Each step in life exacts its own ration of courage. Actually, you know what this reminds me of here? It reminds me a bit of the, um, the stories of the great Canadian writer, Alice Munro. You see, Munro never really writes about the, uh, the radical or the grandiose. Actually, in many ways, she writes about something far more difficult. She writes about the ordinary. Her subject is, well, everyday life itself. She doesn't write about exceptional individuals on big heroic quests. Nope, she tells stories about ordinary people whose lives are outwardly small. But um, here's the thing. Everyday life is no less important for her. A woman coming to terms with her relationship, or the, um, the frustration of a middle-aged housewife, is just as important as a Greek hero outsmarting a cyclops, or a um, frustrated sea captain trying to capture a whale, or a deluded man swinging at windmills. And uh, surely she's right about this, no? I mean, isn't everybody an outsider in their own way? Everybody encounters obstacles. 
everybody feels from time to time like they don't fit and that they need to make a change. Everyone suffers. We all participate in the same human universals. You know, love and and transience and death. In this sense, we can all be characters in a story no less interesting or significant or courageous than those characters that belong to the stories that make up the great literary canon. I think this is one of Munro's great insights and achievements. Anyway, you know, I, I do want to say one more thing here. And actually, it's something that uh, Aristotle talked a lot about. You see, Aristotle believed that in order to uh, fully exercise and test our virtues, we need good friends in our lives. We need friends in order to perform worthy and noble actions. And um, having good friends, he thought, graces us with the opportunity or provides us with the material to do just this. For example, when we have a good friend that we care about, we'll get to exercise, say, our courage by standing up for them. Or we get to exercise our our generosity by providing for them when they're in need. So, in this way, we ourselves are actually made better by such friendships. And that's because these friendships bring out the best in us. They bring out our most noble intentions and actions. Actually, the, uh, the Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu said something similar. He said that being deeply loved by somebody gives you strength, while loving someone deeply gives you courage. Now, the point with all of this is just how much and how often courage is wrapped up with the concern we have for others. When we care, we act without regard for ourselves. We truly sacrifice. This is the courage that issues not from the avoidance of shame or from the pursuit of honor or from self-advancement, but from the bonds of love. Listening to the Wisdom of Podcast. If you want to know more about this topic or the podcast in general, visit wisdomofpod.com 